doing? <laughs> um, it's me, Dramani, back from the ghosting of this podcast. Um, I can give all the excuses in the world, but I already did in episode five where <laughs> I disappeared for a week. Uh, this time around, I disappeared for, I guess, months now at this point. But I am back. I am ready to go. Um, there will be no more of this. So therefore, I'm not going to make excuses as to why <laughs> I kind of ghosted. But I realigned myself and I'm ready to kind of get this going. Uh, but with that being said, today's episode, episode seven, we're going to be talking about the drama Big Mouth. So wrapping that up and then talking about the drama tomorrow. Uh, I did pre-record this episode in Korea and just never launched this. So we're just going to play over that recording and uh, we're just going to get right into it. I will see you guys uh, in today's episode. Tomorrow, the K-drama stars Ruin, Kimi Sun, Yuji On, Isoyuk, and Queen Kim Hae-suk. She's not all over the place in it, but she is there and she's a bad B. She's a queen. Um, so I wanted to make sure to let y'all know she's in it. If you don't know who she is, then you ain't watching enough K-dramas. Get it together, because you know who she is. She's similar to Kim Won-hae, where it's like, they everywhere. Um, anyways, drama Ani coming live to you from K-Town, well, Korea. Um, it is 8.17 a.m. here. We're going to talk about tomorrow. Just want to give a little backstory. I had a bias against this drama because it had ruin starring in it starring in it and this is an example of a bias <laughs> um potentially leading to you missing a great show i i added it to my watch list i was just like maybe whenever i'm bored i will just watch it if there's nothing else to watch um and one of my friends vera actually like i she watched it and she put in our group chat. She was like, I recommend this show or whatever the, whatever the words were. Basically saying, check it out. And I was like, yeah, I have it in my watch list. Like I was going to immediately go watch it. No, I didn't. Um, anyways, fast forward now. I'm in Korea and we had me and my friend were going to Busan for a couple of days. And so the, I, we were taking the train. So I, the train is like a two hour, 40 minutes, almost three hours and so I was like, I should, I should watch something. What should I watch? So I was like, eh, I was going through Netflix, seeing what I want to download. And so I downloaded some stuff that I've already watched or that I knew that I had no problem rewatching on the train. And then I downloaded Tomorrow. Tomorrow was the initial thing I downloaded. The other stuff I downloaded as a backup because, you know, I can't pull all my eggs in one basket. What if I don't like Tomorrow? <laughs> and then I'm stuck with just Tomorrow. So that's kind of how we arrived at this. I kid you not, okay? So in Korea, you still wear a mask when you go to like public places and things like that. And on the train, you also wear a mask. And so, <laughs> girl, when I tell you, my friend was passed out. When I tell you that I was crying on the train, I got my sunglasses on, my mask on, tears were flowing into my mask. That's how much this drama affected me. It made me realize that I'm a batch. I'm a bad bitch with a um with a soul. I feel things. <laughs> um but 
Let's go back to what tomorrow is about. So tomorrow is a supernatural fantasy drama. It has some dark undertones. Um, and basically it surrounds or evolves around a group of Grim Rippers um, from the crisis management team. So basically what they do is they're tasked with saving humans who are suicidal and sort of proving to them uh, how important life really is. And so that's basically the center of it, right? Uh, and so you get to meet all of this uh, character. So Ruin's character is sort of like a halfy, um, like half alive, half alive, half reaper, meaning like he somehow got himself involved <laughs> by trying to save someone who appeared to be attempting to drop off a bridge. And in doing so, and all of the stuff that happened, he ends up falling over alongside the person who was also trying to jump. The person who was trying to jump survived, but he ended up falling into a coma. And so in that coma, he comes to the Jumadong, which is like the like where you hang out before you go to the afterlife. Um, and I could be wrong. Oh my gosh, am I wrong? I mean, I watched that show so recently. <laughs> but Jumadong and the Jade Emperor, which is played by Kim Sook, shout out. Um, she basically gives him like, hey, you can either be in coma for this amount of time and then you wake up or you can work for the Grim Reapers, work for us, and then in six months, wake up from your coma. Obviously, any smart person would take that deal. Like, do a part-time job and then deck out and going back to the land of the living so that's basically what everyone's character is and then everyone else are all dead people who have been dead for like centuries who are now acting as grim reapers um and i think that for me and my friend who was with me because like after we got to busan i kept watching it and i think we we're only there for like two three days and i was crying i cried every episode uh, <laughs> Because you get to like, they show the people, they show the stories and the people that they meet um, along the way who they kind of help prove how important life is and like save them from having those societal moments or thoughts, I guess in essence. And all the stories are heartbreaking. Like so heartbreaking. I was crying every single episode. Like we're talking all the way from bullying to sexual assault to to kind of being like everyone dying before you and you sort of being left alone to just feeling like a failure to like we're just we're talking the spectrum of like losing a loved one and being left behind like all of this stuff and it was just so hard to watch like it was so like I just felt so like sad I felt so sad for them um but you kind of get to like listen to these people's stories see how they're able to sort of like help them understand like what life really is right so they have to be the one to sort of decide to not want to end their life but they will show them the path and say like try to solve as much as they can but ultimately decision still falls on the human in how they end up feeling but outside of those things, there are also backstories to characters. So Kimi Sun's character and Hisuyuk's character, Daddy Suyuk, um, they 
the most entirety of the drama you can kind of see conflict he just seems like he just really has it out for her and he he can't stand people who take their lives he just thinks that they're not worth saving and that the whole point of creating a crisis management team was not like was dumb come to find out them bitches in a previous life used to be married he loved her they fell in love when they were teenagers they got married um they didn't have no kids but a situation happened where she ends up being kidnapped and because of that rumors passed around and those rumors were very detrimental and long story short she ended up taking her own life so kimi-san's character took her life um and then fast forward she's brought to be a grim ripper which generally they don't give options like that to people who commit suicide and yisuk's character doesn't remember anything all he knows is that he keeps seeing kimi-san's character in his dreams and it's not fun times um so the moment where they find out about each other that like the moment he finds out and all of the memories he had with her replayed he just like cried and bawled um and it was just like i yeah (laughs) they had such a very like crazy lifetime and story and ideally i would have loved to see a more happier ending like a little bit of just for them because they just went through so much but you know i'll take what i get um and then yuji on he his storyline is in regards to like his mother in a past life his mother um there were also rumors made around by his mother being a prostitute of sorts um and while that's happening she gets assaulted by like several men and she ended up taking her life which he was the he found her like at a young age he found her and because he being a kid right like you're having your friends tell you that your mom is basically a whore and then she like decides that like to be selfish right taking from a perspective of a kid and she takes her own life leaving you alone you have no dad you have no mom so he just held in anger for his mom as he grew older he found out what happened to his mom and then he just went on a murdering spree to all the people the men that did that to his mother um and because when you're on a live yourself your fate is cut like you, even if you come back to your next life you can't be fitted to people that you grew up with so in the current life his mom has been reincarnated and he's watching over her and she ends up becoming someone that was given as a case to them because she ends up um, remarrying and she was pregnant and because of an incident that happened with a customer she ends up losing her baby and because of that she became suicidal and this was a big thing for him because can you imagine that like your mom is now back again in the spot that she was before um in regards to like wanting to end her life and so they were able to kind of solve that right and so i think ruin was probably like his backstory is really just like feeling like getting a job and feeling just like and having a job is very very important money isn't everything money doesn't make everyone happy but money is necessary to survive in life and also just kind of like just be able to live life without the worries and that was i guess his layer of stress is just not being able to get like an actual job job um because part-time job isn't really seen as respectful <laughs> in Korea from the things that I've observed. 
Um, and so he didn't have much of much of a super backstory um, to the extent of the other characters I spoke of. But ultimately, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every bit of this drama. And I 100% recommend this. I didn't want to go too much into like details. I obviously broke a spoiler, right? But like if you were someone who's watched K-dramas that you can do 1 plus 1 and 2.2, I think you do, you would realize that Kimi-san's character and he... Uh, Hisuyuk's character have history because it was Claire's day I was just like waiting for the history to be broken down but it's obvious because he was so passionate and <laughs> there has to be something there um, but at the end of the day recommend um, and I think for me <laughs> um, you should also watch it if you want to see Johnny Depp if you've seen it, you know. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and then come back and tell me if you get it. <laughs> yeah, there's a cameo from Johnny Depp in the last two episodes. So you should check check you should check that out. And tweet at me if you um if you do get it. And and whether you've seen it or if you're gonna see it and you then you saw it. <laughs> what the hell? And then you get it, tweet at me. And uh, honestly, that's all for tomorrow. Okay. Um, big mouth. <sighs> I will start off with saying I loved the show. I loved the 14 episodes. Um, don't know that I feel the same about the last two episodes. <sighs> It just felt like the last two episodes felt very anticlimactic, if I would say. It's like the first 14 episodes took us on this like journey, this very thrilling roller coaster journey. And then the last two was like meek, like just anticlimactic. It just wasn't giving what it should give, right? So you go on this all out war with, with, with the bad guy. And then, then the resolution is like just slapped together, <laughs> like slapped together into like really quick moments where lots of holes were like left. Um, like for example, right? So I don't want to talk about the uh, <laughs> the elephant in the room. I will address that later. So for example, we they mention they bring up Psycho. I'm very confused as to the serial killer element of this, right? So Psycho played some bits of like role in this drama where he, um, <clears throat> when Chango first came, it was one of the people that Chango in the prison tried to annoy so that they can kill him because he was basically trying to unalive himself. And like, according to a fortune teller, he's not capable of doing that. Someone would have to like do it for him or something. And then he was team Chango in a sense. And then he like backstabbed him and tried to kill Chango. And then <laughs> and then he got sick and was acting weird as fuck and bit off people's ear and was just weird. And then Miho helped him out and like took care of him, even though he's a serial killer. And then he saved Miho's life when the people tried to take over the prison. And then... 
And then what? Now this man has cancer, right? Because he's being introduced to radiation constantly in the workplace that they've been sending some of the prisoners to. Um, and then he dies. But we introduce a storyline of a serial killer, right? So he, what we come to find out is that Psycho was like in prison taking the blame or the fall for the actual real killer in exchange he was given money so his mother can have a procedure but she ended up dying so did they bring up the serial killer line to get like what was the purpose of that because they could they brought the chairman's son right the chairman's son is the one who we're now alleging to be the real serial killer everything aligns everything makes sense his dad sent him to the states because he killing people i just want to say don't send your serial killers to the u.s we good that bitch can do bad all by herself america don't need any extra help so if you got serial killers in your country keep them there stop sharing sharing isn't caring in this case but yeah that's where they sent him they're like go wreak havoc somewhere else right so yay america we get more serial killers because we don't get that one on our own uh, <laughs> and all the people that keep watching and giving reasons for people to keep creating documentaries around serial killers you're part of the problem because i would hate to continue to give people who are doing terrible things a platform by giving them series that everyone is watching and dumb people are dressing up and potentially going to be dressing up as them for Halloween and like all of this stuff like that we do <laughs> that glamorizes the death of people by constantly giving these killers their own documentary named after them that's just wild to me and the people who eat it up you're part of the problem whether you like it or not um but that's here or there neither here or there <laughs> anyways so the, the whole point of bringing this guy up was that they hoped that like he would come to, to Korea and dispute the will, right? Because we all know that Choi Doha just made up this will so that he gets near intense um, and he gives some to his wife, but really he, he was what he was looking out for because he didn't give no fuck about his wife, as we can tell, because later on he had her kidnapped and put in a mental hospital so he didn't care about her but i guess he kind of did because he could have just killed her but he didn't so i guess he cared a little bit um <laughs> but like that was it but like we didn't hear anything about that dude again like he never actually showed up he never came on screen it was just a you like useless plot line like completely useless i mean we could have just known that Psycho was taking the fall for someone without knowing who that person is. Unless you're going to expand on it in the drama and actually show that person and bring a resolution to that. We don't want to hear about it. Keep it to your mother effing self. Okay? Keep it to yourself. Now, another layer of this, right? So, like, the initial plan was that Chango was going to run for mayor, right? In the like, And all of the stuff that they were doing and trying to find evidence is in in from their words they want to bring down mayor Choi doha using the law and getting justice so then how did we arrive at what we arrived at how did we arrive 
at Chang Ho killing the mayor. Oh, so because you couldn't get the results that you wanted from doing it the legal way, which is what you were saying you were going to do, because you're the underdog. You don't play in the shady ways that they play, right? That's what that separates you from the bad guy. So you don't play, you don't play those shady rules. Like you do this the proper, right, legal way. But if that doesn't work for you, you would just straight up commit murder. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. How did we get here? And why is this acceptable? All on top of that, to go back to the chairman's son thing. When he was trying to figure out a way to dispute the will to basically handicap um, Choi Doha, because what was Choi Doha's goal, right? His grandfather was killed by the chairman and he feels like there's a, like, a lot was owed to him and the life that he would have lived was owed to him. And he was trying to kick, take it back and reve get revenge for his grandfather. And within that, he went a little crazy and he didn't care who was in his path to achieving that. Okay. So the chairman, as we know, didn't want his son to come back. Ji Hoon tells Tango. When Chang'e was like, well, let's bring him back. And Jun was like, yeah, I mean, are we sure it's like the only path? Like this man is psycho. Like he's straight up, he's crazy. Coming from Jihoon, who's by no means the good guy, but somehow got an happy ending. And that's another point. But like, what? And do you know what Chang'e said? Just figure out to get him here. Why? Because that motherfucker did not care that this man, like, if someone's telling you someone is like, like, even for me, this man is psycho, like, he's just crazy, and the chairman didn't even, like, want him around, you didn't ask questions, this man didn't say, oh, like, why, <laughs> like, you don't care the damage you're bringing in, as far as that damage takes care of the thing that you personally want, how are you any different, I mean, Granted, he didn't kill as many people as Troy Doha did, but like you're not at the core. What's the difference between the both of you? Because now you're no longer the underdog, no longer the, the lawyer guy who has a small firm, a small office. You're the head of a big organization that has access to money and power. Both of you are the same in terms of levels now. Same <laughs> to me. Um, and so... At the end of the day, the fact that Ji-hoon gets to be president of Wusong Group is wild to me because Choi Doha did not start the NRM Forum. Okay, The NRM Forum was part of the project for the, uh, the, the part of the involvement in the Fitch Farm toxic um, spreading of wastewater that gave many people cancer. Um, and it wasn't a Choi Doha inven invention. It wasn't a thing that he started. He allowed them to continue. He cleared the path for it not to be stopped. It had people murdered for it. But like, Jihoon was very well fully a part of that. He didn't give a fuck that people were potentially dying from it. So why is he getting... A happy ending because he helped you do your shady stuff to get where you wanted to get like why does he get an exclusion from it because jihoon didn't turn a new leaf he didn't decide that he wanted to be like like a good person he only helped you out because he was out of a um 
inheritance. That's why he did it. So why is he getting a big pass like that when he is part of the problem? He played a role. Did you forget your whole entire interaction with him? So I don't get that. Now, let's get into it, okay? Miho did not need to die. I am like, I, I'm sure there are many dramas would have killed off someone and it made sense. Not that anyone liked it, but it made sense. But Miho didn't need to die. Do you know why? Because for some reason in this drama, the women are just there to make the men look good. So the writer was like, Mio did and found the biggest evidence. And therefore, thank you for that, boo. But now get out of the way. Killed her off really quickly, like really quick, like zero, zero to a thousand. Just so that Cheng Ho can be the lone wolf single hero. Ju He could have been used to take down her husband. But no, it had to be. Choi Doha, I mean, it had to be Chang Ho to be the singular hero. They used the women characters, the female characters in the show as a propeller of the plot to make the men, the male characters, shine. Because what was the, like, what did Miho dying do to propel the, the theme forward? Mio could have stayed alive and continued to be supporting and working together with him to be the good big mouse. There was no reason to kill her off. Why? Because if Chango isn't angry that his wife died, then he wouldn't have committed murder. I think I would have been okay with him finding a better way to do that and actually sticking to the, to the story, <laughs> sticking to what we thought he was, what we thought this was about. There wasn't no underdog winning. It was two rich people winning against each other and one murdering the other. That's really what it ended up being for me. I might seem very upset. I was, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that this is how they chose to wrap it up. Um, but I think the singular most annoying thing to me, and I think that the biggest straw, and I felt this way, but I was thinking and I was hoping that it would get tied up by the end. But, does anyone remember Hey Gina? Hey Jean? Dr. Han's wife? Well, I do. The writers seem to have forgotten about her. You remember? Dr. Han abused her. Abused her. She finally got away from that man, was helping out Tango and team. <laughs> Gets found by Dr. Han and he murdered her. <laughs> I'm so mad. And then we never came back to it. Choi Doha came into the room. They moved her body. It appeared or allegedly seemed like they basically cremated her. But we never came back to that plot again. Like, it, like they mentioned, oh, we haven't heard from her. And that was it. That's it. Dr. Han went to prison for his involvement in her firm. Nothing to do with his wife. She was never brought up again. So why did we have to watch this woman 
get bitten and killed if it had nothing to do with moving the plot. She was never mentioned again. There was like literally what, like if she was still alive or dead, it didn't change anything. Yeah. Dr. Han was sulky. I mean, you, you're the one that killed your wife. Yeah. Dr. Han was sulky, but then what? Then what? Nothing. So then why did we have to sit there and watch this? Why did they have to kill her off when it didn't do anything to the plot? It didn't change, take away, move it. Like, I don't understand. It just felt like the writer and director or everyone involved in this, just kidding, not everyone involved, just hates women. Because they damn near basically, like, it's, it's just alarming. It makes me frustrated because I kept watching because I thought that they would come back to that story and that was going to be like a big thing. And I think that there was an episode here when I talked about like, oh, maybe she's not really dead. This was when I still thought that maybe Choi Doha was like on the fence, but like he's going to end up being a good guy. I thought Jin was going to be the master bad guy. But who was I kidding? I was delusional. But anyways, all in all, I enjoyed the first 14 episodes. I didn't love how it was wrapped. And they're like just on like just it just felt really rushed. It was rushed. It didn't even feel rushed. It was rushed. Like how did they find the paper? How did they find the stash of gold? They didn't talk about that. But even though that's singularly <laughs> the two things they've been looking for the entire series from day one. What were they looking for? The millions of dollars that Jihoon lost that was taken from him by big by big mouse. What were we looking for? This paper that was written by the doctor who was killed. But yet they found those two pieces and all we got <laughs> all we got was a little slap together scene basically telling us they found it, but not how they found it. It's just, it's given like uh, someone like it was, it was, it was time to go. And someone was like, shit, like we have to turn this in in an hour and then just slap together everything. This was a terrible end to a great drama. And so with that being said, I still say it's a good drama. I just hate the end and I hate the lack, the usage of the female characters to make the men stand out great. To say, like, get out of the way, women, so the men can just handle it. And I don't like that. So I recommend the first 14 episodes. <laughs> so that was episode seven. Uh, if none of you have seen the dramas tomorrow and Big Mouth, like I mentioned, I do recommend to watch it for sure, 100%. Go watch tomorrow. You will cry. And if you don't cry, you're not human. You don't have a soul because you should cry at some point watching that drama. Um, and with that being said, next week, we are going to be talking about the completed drama, One Dollar Lawyer. And then we're going to be talking about Reborn Rich, which is a current airing drama with Son Jun Ki. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about that. But in the meantime, while we wait till next week, uh, feel free to go on the shop, dramaani.com slash shop, and just pick you up some things, you know, go shopping, spend all your money, 
And we have a discount for you. The discount is Comeback, C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K, with 15% off your order when you use it. Um, and while you go shop away, I'm going to go, you know, chill, watch the K-dramas, get ready to come talk to you about it all next week. And I will be seeing you all then. And yawn. <laughs>